Hello, thank you for joining me for another Be Still and Be Loved. My name is Michelle Tupin. I'm one of the chaplains for Revelation Wellness as well as the restorative care coordinator. I am so blessed to get to bring you another episode of Be Still and Be Loved. I pray that it brings you peace and that you enjoy it. Let's begin by unclenching our teeth, resting our shoulders, releasing the tension in our hands and feet, and just giving ourselves a moment to breathe. Perhaps you're experiencing a a busy day and you're giving yourself the gift of just a few moments to be refreshed. Or perhaps you're just starting your day. Maybe you're crawling into bed at the end of a busy day. Wherever you are, give yourself the gift just breathing breathing in through your nose and then opening your mouth as you exhale just listening to the spirit wind just filling your body and then leaving your body floating out into the atmosphere of the space around you Acknowledging the gift of breath. The way that God so graciously designed our bodies to be nourished by our breath. To calm our nervous systems. To become reset and realigned. By simply stopping to breathe, being intentional with a deep inhale and a deep exhale, begin to quietly whisper under your breath these 12 words I'm about to share with you. They're found in Psalm 62, verse 1. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Again, truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. another reminder to unclench your teeth to rest your shoulders and to release any tension in your hands and feet just breathe 
as you breathe, begin to fill your lungs. In that, begin to notice the way your ribs expand. And then as you exhale, imagine that you're fogging a mirror with your breath as you exhale slowly. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Just linger here for a few moments. Deep inhale into your lungs, your ribs expand. And then as though you're fogging a mirror with your exhalation, begin to release that breath slowly. story of Elijah in 1 Kings 18, we read how God uses Elijah to reveal God as the one true God. And he's revealed in this miraculous way on Mount Carmel. If you haven't read the story or you're not familiar, I encourage you to go read it. Elijah was blessed to witness this amazing miracle. God was so kind and allowing Elijah to orchestrate all the moving pieces of this miracle. Elijah must have felt the wonder and awe of God, but he, he must have also felt confirmed and confident. This is the only prophet who was there to reveal God's identity as the one and only true God. The only prophet versus the 450 prophets who were there to, in their minds, reveal Baal as a god. And what we read, what we find is that the Lord's fire lands upon the altar and flames consumed the burnt offering. It consumed the wood and the stones and the ground. We read that the flames even drank up all the water in the nearby ditch. We read that when everyone witnessed this extraordinary power, they all put their faces to the ground in fear and awe and wonder. And we read that the people began to proclaim, the people, mind you, that showed up believing that Baal was the God. All of those people fall to their faces after they witness this miracle on Mount Carmel and they begin to proclaim the Lord he is God the Lord he is God begin to whisper those words under your breath or perhaps you speak those words out loud the Lord he is God the Lord he is God As we come back to the story, 
we can see that at this moment, Elijah has full charge. He begins making commands and walking in the power and authority of his identity as a prophet. He's confident for everyone not only just witnessed the miraculous power of the God he serves, the one and only true God, but they have fallen on their faces in what appears to be repentance and worship. This is a huge victory. This is a Red Sea moment. But then, in the blink of an eye, things take a turn. We read that Elijah receives a second-hand message from an evil queen threatening his life. And he allows his trust to fade. We read in 1 Kings 19.3, it says Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. So I was asking the Lord what to share with you. I felt like the Lord was really, really firm in talking to you about fear today. And so I've shared just a a glimpse of the story. And again, if you're not familiar with it, I pray that you go and read 1 Kings 18 and 19. But this passage, this verse right here in 1 Kings 19.3 that says, Elijah was afraid and ran. I'm going to give you a moment right here in our time together to consider if there's fear in your life that's causing you to run. Are you running emotionally or spiritually? Are you running physically? Is there something in your life that's causing you fear and your reaction is to run from it? Just take a few moments. Breathe into your lungs. Deep inhale, deep exhale. Again, maybe you imagine you're fogging that mirror up with your exhalation and just reflect right here. Am I afraid? Is there something in my life that I'm fearing? Verse 1427 in the voice translation says, My child, should you stop listening to instruction, you will wander from the voice of knowledge. Does fear have a grip on your life right now? And I love Proverbs 20 verse 12 that says, Ears to listen, eyes to see, The eternal designed them both. Can you hear the Father's voice? Can you hear him ushering you to come closer? Begin to whisper the words under your breath, Father, I'm listening. Feel your body respond as you turn this into a breath prayer on the inhale, Father. On the exhale, I'm listening. 
for 40 days and 40 nights from a place of fear, Elijah runs away, finally finding himself hiding in a cave. We read in verse 11 that the Lord speaks to Elijah inside the cave and tells him to come out. He tells him to stand on the mountainside in his presence. And we read in the following verses that God passed by him. We read that a mighty wind separated the mountains and crumbled every stone, that an earthquake shook the earth and a fire blazed by, and then finally, after the fire died out, there was silence. Nothing but the sound of a calm breeze. And though the breeze was gentle, it was in that gentle breeze that the quiet voice of God entered Elijah's ears. And the words he heard were, Elijah, what are you doing here? Is the Lord asking you that question? Is the Lord saying, Beloved, what are you doing here? Why do you fear? Notice the way the Father dealt so graciously and gently with Elijah. God is gracious and gentle. He knows our humanness. He knows we're going to fall short in our faith and affection for him and still he invites us in to sit with him on his mercy seat where his love is enthroned and he offers us joy and peace power and affection please take the next few moments to talk to the Lord about your fears be open and honest with him He loves your transparency. He loves your vulnerability. He loves it because that creates intimacy. Meet with him. Psalm 85, verse 8, in the Passion Translation, it says, Now I'll listen carefully to your voice and wait to hear your promise of peace. The message every one of your godly lovers longs to hear. Oh, Father, 
Help us to live from heaven's perspective, God, to engage in your truth. The truth that navigates us through difficult times to be more aware of your gentle voice in the midst of chaos, conflict, and grim circumstances. Not from denial in a negative way, but in a holy and effective way. Denying the world more access than your heart, which is our truth. Help us, Lord, to live higher and deeper from the depth of your truth inside of us that replaces fear. Help us to never stop listening to your voice and therefore never wander from your voice of knowledge. In Jesus' name, amen.